Welcome to the God's Our Pop-Up Podcast, where we love to talk about some fun and debatable topics in the Bible. We hope this podcast encourages you to dive deeper in your faith and seek God first. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the God is Our Papa podcast. It's been a minute. We hope everybody's been doing well since the last podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the problem of evil, and I'm here with the boys today, Matt and Julian. Say what's up, guys. What's good, everybody? Hey, what's up? And so before we hop into the episode, I just wanted to catch up with these guys and uh, ask them if any anything memorable happened over this past week uh, and some highlights from these past couple of weeks. Man, nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, our season finally ended on uh, Wednesday of, of last week, so... I'm officially retired now. Got to reorient myself to graduating in the work world now, but it's been, been grinding basketball last few weeks and and now I'm uh, getting to rest a little bit and, and take some time off. So it's kind of nice. So Matt, yeah, I've had a pretty like slow two weeks or a week or whatever. I've had just all my midterms starting from this past weekend up until this weekend that we're in right now. So I've just been kind of grinding the whole time. Honestly, just been taking advantage of the free time I have in between all the midterms I've had because I've had like four by now. Yeah, it's been pretty chill, but pretty stressful at the same time. What about you, Cam? Yeah, same thing, bro. Um, my midterm just started this past week. I have two this upcoming week as well. Just been dealing with that, studying a lot, hanging out with some friends. I had my birthday um, on the 14th. Hey, let's it. go. Yeah, 21, baby, 21. 21. And so... Uh, I got to spend it with uh, some of my closest friends last Friday, and so that was that was great. Definitely blessed to have uh, a solid friend group around me, and so did that. Yeah, just rather than that, these next couple of weeks have just been uh, pretty much just grind mode uh, with these midterms, and then after that, spring break. So I'm hyped to get it over with and just hop into the break because it's very much needed. Definitely, definitely. Are you watching the All Star game tonight? All-star game tonight. Team LeBron is definitely going to clap. Um, the team is too stacked. Like, I don't I don't yeah, see any, that's facts. any that's way facts. that they lose this game. What do y'all think about the halftime dunk contest? That's kind of weird. Bro, it was during halftime? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that was happening. I, I thought yeah. it was, like, yesterday or something. I don't they're doing, know. like, the skills and the three-point challenge uh, before the game, and they're, then they're doing the dunk contest at halftime. That's so weird. Probably because, like, COVID. They're, like, trying to, like, keep it all in one day, like, one time. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I mean, yeah. hopefully – I mean, it's it's going to be entertaining as always, especially like these new younger guys that are going to be in like the dunk contest. Like, seems seems dope. But yeah, I, I got Obi topping tonight. I think he's going to win dunk contest. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Cassius Stanley, bro. That dude is disgusting. Or they'll all get hoed like Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Two years in a row, man. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the problem of evil. Um, some people, some common questions that are asked are, you know, like why do bad things happen to good people? How do non-believers know what is good? How do non-believers have morals? And so I just want to just like give a quick little intro of what this, what the study is going to be about. And so the argument goes like this. If God is all good and all powerful, why is there evil in the world? Either he can stop it, but chooses not to, which would mean he isn't all good, or he wants to stop it, but can't, which means he isn't all powerful. The third option is that God doesn't exist. Um, and most will use this argument to prove that there is no God. And so that's kind of just the outline of the podcast episode of what we're going to be talking about today. One last uh, thing that I wanted to add is that like most of the problems of evil deal with it, deal with it from an emotional perspective. It doesn't feel right that such evil and atrocities should exist in the world. It is painful. 
Um, you know, we don't need to deny that people hurt all the time, especially during this time, during the pandemic, people are losing their jobs, people are dying, people are getting sick. Um, and it hurts to see people suffer, especially, um, you know, people that are close to us. But God grieves suffering as well. Uh, Jesus weeps whenever he sees that his friend Lazarus has died. And there's many instances throughout the Bible whenever Jesus expresses his emotions. And I love whenever we read that because it's just easy for us to relate to him because, you know, many people just view God or uh, view Jesus as somebody that is, you know, just like a robot, just God, but Jesus was fully man as well. And so it's always good to see whenever Jesus is expressing his emotions, whenever he's crying with his friends, whenever he's rejoicing with his friends. And so just the thing that I want to com conclude with was emotional problems with evil do not discount potential reasons God might allow such evil to exist. I'm going to say that one more time. Emotional problems with evil do not discount potential reasons God might allow such evil to exist. And so that's just uh, a kind of overview of what the podcast episode is going to look like. Hey, real fast. Cam, the, the first things that you re uh, read about like God being all powerful, yada, yada. Can you reread the, those three things that you said real fast? Yeah. So like some of the most common arguments that um, people bring up whenever they talk about this topic of the problem of evil is if God is all good and all powerful, why is there evil in the world? Mm -hmm. um, either, either he can stop it, but chooses not to which would mean he isn't all good or he wants to stop it, but can't, which means he isn't all powerful. And the gotcha. third option is that God doesn't exist. And so those are just some of the common arguments that people use for this topic. What, what do y'all think about that? I, I think it was the second one you said, if God chooses not to stop it, then is he not all powerful? I think that's like discounting who God is because like he still is all powerful, but he has control too. So like he can choose what to allow and what not to allow. Exactly. Right. Yeah. God is, God is all sovereign. And like Matt said, um, if we come in with that mindset, we're definitely putting God in a box and are limiting what he can and cannot do, which, you know, he's capable of doing anything. And so I definitely. think that as we um, talk about like some of the verses and what scripture has to say about who God is and his character and um, like his, uh, his viewpoints on the problem of evil, I think we'll be able to like unpack more of this, these initial arguments that we just read. Yeah, definitely. I kind of want to tackle that third one, Cam, where, you know, the bad things prove that God isn't real, that he's not around, he's not here. And, and kind of just to define evil here, you said, you know, according to the laws of physics, what we consider cold in reality is the absence of heat. Darkness in reality is the absence of light. And so evil is the absence of good or, or the absence of God. We have to know bad to know good. We have to know experience bad to know what good is. Like we have to experience heat exactly. to know what cold is. We have to experience darkness to know what light is. And, and, and nextly here I say, uh, and so do bad things prove that God isn't real? If he is all good, then, then how is there bad if he's in control, you know? And I would respond to that question. If somebody asked me, I would say, how do we have a sense of what's right and wrong? If, if they don't believe in the, in the Lord God, then how do you have a sense of moral compass? How do you know that murder is wrong? Right. And right. so yeah. that's good. I think the reason that most of us agree that things like murder and terrorism, things are wrong because God has given us a moral standard or a moral law placed in human hearts. So a lot of different religions or uh, non-believers, they kind of, piggyback off of christian morals and, and ethics when it comes to knowing what's right and wrong right so without god who is responsible for deciding what's right and wrong without god placing that in a heart where does that come from like who's to decide it right i think there's there's some sort of underlying moral compass that god has placed into all of us nextly you know 
you said, why doesn't God stop like school shootings and viruses and terrorism and things like that since he's all good? Why doesn't he stop it? Either he's not powerful or he's not good, right? First off, let me ask you and say, how do you know he's not stopping another pandemic right now? But how do you know that God isn't holding back another one right now? And secondly, he doesn't, I don't think he stops them because he allows people to escape from eternal bad. God shows us bad so that we can escape from it, right? And eternal bad is, is eternity apart from God and hell, right? So I think that that God doesn't stop a lot of the things. He doesn't stop another pandemic. He doesn't stop some terrorism because we have to understand what's bad to experience good. And we then we experience him as good. God gave us free will to choose him, right? And we have to understand what's good. But then mankind, of course, in our free will, we chose to reject God. And, and lastly, this is this is kind of like the icing on the cake for me. This is what really just, just put over top for me. Bad things happening to good people isn't a contradiction to Christianity. And let me tell you why. Jesus came down to this earth sinless, was perfect. And the worst thing possible happened to him. He got crucified. Let me repeat that. Bad things happening to good people isn't a contradiction to Christianity. Jesus is perfect and the worst possible thing happened to him. Yeah, that's good stuff, Matt. Um, I just wanted to add onto that as well, is that we know that God is a God uh, who turns the ultimate evil, which is the death of his son, into the ultimate good. Um, resurrection onto life and uh, the salvation of all who trust in him. And if God can turn that evil into something that is so good, then we can imagine all the suffering and evil that occurs today um, can ultimately be turned to good too. And that's like the hope that we can have um, in knowing that, you know, despite these bad things um, happening to us, because, you know, the Bible is clear that just because we're Christians, like, you know, that doesn't mean we're going to live perfect lives. Like we're going to face trials and tribulations just as much as anybody else would as well maybe even more it says you know take heart because i've overcome the world and so just clinging on to that trope the that truth and hope and knowing that you know we've witnessed all these bad things and we have so much more good to witness and that is like heaven that makes sense let me add on to that real quick cam this world for believers is the worst it's ever going to get heaven is a million times greater than this world so like all of these things that you're worried about right now this is the worst it's going to get for you right you have heaven to look forward to but for the people who haven't put their trust in jesus this world this anxiety the stress the depression it's the best it's ever going to get that's good yeah, that's and i'm good. just going to add one more thing and then julian you can add whatever you want as well to go along that question of like why does god allow viruses school shootings terror uh, terrorism like all this like horrible stuff to happen um i think honestly like in my own opinion like I think that's just something that we will never get the answers to. Like, I don't think it's clear. Like, you know, the Bible doesn't say like, it doesn't have like anything about like terrorisms or like school shootings, like all these like tragic events. A story that like I can kind of relate to that is just um, in Job. And so pretty much just like a little summary of Job is just like Job is in a long period of suffering. He lost his family, his wealth and health because of Satan's attack attacks. And so Job is ready for his life to end. And so he's asking God, like, God, why, what did I do to deserve this? Job was also a man who was of like, just, he had a great relationship with the Lord. Like he loved the Lord. He loved people. Um, he was faithful. And so he's asking God all these questions, like, God, like, what did I do to deserve this? Why are you letting this happen to me? And God doesn't answer Job's questions directly, but rather answers Job, uh, answers Job by asking him a series of rhetorical questions 
that no human could ever answer. And this is from uh, in Job 38 through 42, if you want to read more into it. He asks Job these rhetorical questions to prove his sovereignty. And it's like God's timing is the best. And he is the one who came to Job to talk. So I think it's just all about timing and God's timing. We'll, we'll hop in that in a little bit as well. But I just wanted to add that if y'all had any other commentary on it. Yeah, that Cam, that was honestly exactly what my kind of point was going to be centered around was I think for me, at least Job is probably my favorite tool in the Bible to think back and reflect on why bad things happen, not necessarily to good people or just why God allows bad things to happen. Right. And I also want to make a point there too, that Job was a very self-righteous man. And that was also a huge reason God was upset with Job um, until he admitted his self-righteousness at the very end after the rhetorical questions. So I think when we do go through like trials and stuff like that, it's at least in my life, it's important to, I guess, recognize um, or at least try to think why things are happening or I guess just take time and reflect that, hey, I'm going through something right now. I need God more than ever right now. I can't do it all by myself. That, that was just a, a small little point I wanted to make. But my biggest thing was a process called sanctification. Um, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before together. Um, I just kind of want to give a brief description on that and then give like a verse or two to back that up. And this is just a piggyback of what y'all already um, talked about. Sanctification is, this is what I have written down. It says, God's overall purpose for allowing us to go through circum- through tough circumstances and pain is to conform us into the perfect image of Jesus Christ. So God's purpose is not to make us happy, but to make us holy, which means he designs our circumstances for the end result of chipping away whatever is not like Christ and growing us up in our faith and character. So yeah, that I've a couple things of scripture right here. So Hebrews, Hebrews 12 10 through 11 says they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share his holiness. No, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on. However, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I, that's one thing I've kind of had to learn in my faith because I've only been into my faith for a very short amount of time, like five years now or something. Um, and I still think I have a long way to go. I, I think honestly everybody does, but um, that was one thing I had to wrestle was that big question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, and I, I hear it the most from like non-believers. And that was one thing I've never been able to wrap my head around the most yet. And one of y'all made that good point that um, we always, we, we won't always know God's intentions or actually we don't know God's intentions except to make us holy. Um, and that's one thing, my, my biggest takeaway and my, my last like conclusion or conclusive thought is, um, the reiteration that, um, God is trying to conform us to make us more holy and not to make us happy. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and just like some of those rhetorical questions, I know I was kind of vague during that, um, I just wanted to like say, uh, like tell y'all what God was saying to Job. And so some of the rhetorical questions just consisted of like, um, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? 
who marked off his dimensions. And so just like some of the questions like that, which is like no human could ever answer because only God created the earth and he knows all the answers to these questions. It's kind of like putting Job in his place. And I think that's a good reminder whenever we, whenever we can ask questions like that. And I feel like our questions are valid at times as well. It's just like, you know, like why would like, you know, these terrible events occur. But I think the main point that the Bible gets across is that God is sovereign and he's holy and he's good. And we, even though it, these things are horrible, I just think that God's timing is the best. And so whenever people say that they have a problem with evil in the world, so does God. And what we're really saying is that we have a problem with God's timing and God's t uh, God tells us that he has a very good reason for delaying his return. And that's in second Peter chapter three, verses eight and nine. And it says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And so um, I think that's just like the big thing that we have to discuss is just like God's timing um, rather than letting our emotions take over. Yeah, that's good. And sorry, one, one more thing also to Cam, um, that ret the, the rhetorical questions you asked um, or you said, I uh, apologize on when God was asking Job these questions um, and talking about how we, we honestly don't know uh, God's purpose um, to the full extent, but I think what we can see is what God's purpose is not. And I don't think God's purpose is to send us to hell or to send or to do things in ways that separates us from him. So we, we honestly can't see everything what's going on around us. Um, we, we may not have answers for everything and that's okay, but we are God's like creation. We're God's children. Um, and at the, end, at the end of the day, he did everything, for example, to Job um, to make him more holy. And you can see at the very end of the chapter, this man lived the rest of his life. He lived like to 140, 160. He, he lived an incredibly long life after. Um, and that's all the heart. That's the harvest that was produced by um, God's purpose being fulfilled. So, yeah, we we don't know what God's purpose is to the full extent, but we don't know or but we do know what it's not is kind of what I'm trying to say. That's good. That's good. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I kind of want to give a point to wrap us up when you guys are done. Um, yeah, I'll give my last final conclusion. I know I've talked a lot, but um, the last point that I have is that whenever we experience evil today, I think that we should grieve the way God grieves and allow it to point our gaze and hope for our future um, resurrection whenever God puts an end to suffering once and for all. And so kind of like Julian was talking about earlier, that process of sanctification of, um, you know, making the most of every opportunity, stewarding our time well to grow uh, and to become more like Jesus every day. And so, yeah, that's just my last point that I wanted to bring up. That's good. I like that a lot, Cam. Lastly, um, I kind of want to bring up a little bit of equipping here. So for those of you who are believers and a non-believer comes up to you and asks you, or they, they shoot you a text or give you a phone call and they say, why do bad things happen to good people? If, if God is so good, why do bad things happen to good people? In response to that, your, your first reaction should be, 
well, why do you ask? Because a lot of times they're asking because their mom got diagnosed with cancer or their grandfather just passed away or their best friend uh, got in a car accident, right? And so like, why do bad things happen to good people? You got to ask them why. Because if they say, you know, my mom's got diagnosed with cancer, they don't need you to tell them the truth right then and there. That's what, that's when you, that's when you delay it for, for a few days and, and let them, and let them grieve and then share the truth to them. They just need comfort in that situation. Man, I'm so sorry. Your mom got diagnosed with cancer. Let me come over and, and, and spend some time with you. Let me come help you out. Let me give you some encouragement. And so that's lastly, just what I wanted to do. Just, just to be aware for, for those of you who are believers uh, and somebody comes up to you and asks you that your first reaction should be, why do you ask? And cause they may not want to hear the, the cold, hard truth right then. So uh, I think that'll wrap us up for today. Um, boys, y'all got anything else? Say peace to the people. Yeah. I appreciate y'all, uh, you know, tuning in every week, guys. I know we've been kind of in- inconsistent with our schedule, but y'all continue to show love, continue to support and encourage us to um, want to make more episodes and want to grow along um, with y'all. You know, y'all get us engaged in discussion, opening up our Bibles, um, talking to one another. And so we hope that um, you know, that is also being passed down to y'all. I hope that y'all are engaging in discussion with people and talking about some of these topics, but um, yeah, we appreciate the support a lot and um, we're just going to continue to get better on these topics. All right. Well, don't forget if you guys have any questions or want to reach out to us, uh, reach out to Matt Garriga, 2018 at gmail.com and we'll be quickly to respond. See you guys. <laughs>